Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the wonderful series uh, sponsored by the Orthodox Union hosted at OU.org, in which we investigate in each podcast one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. This week we are looking at parashat Achare Mot. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and it's my pleasure that, to study this uh, very seminal parsha with you together through this wonderful vehicle of podcasting. Parashat Achrimot, the first part of which, uh, and the last part of which, are the Kriyat HaTorah on Yom HaKippurim, along with in the regular cycle, as we are doing this week, um, is made up of three prakim, chapter 16, chapter 17, and chapter 18, and really represents a turning point in Sefer Vayikra, because Perak Tetzayin is the end of a unit. It's the end of the unit of Kedushat HaMikdash, uh, which really begins with Parshat Shmini and all of those things which make the Mikdash sanctified, picking up from the end of Parshat Sab, uh, and then all of the issues of Tumah Tahara, starting with animals, then going to people through Tazri and Mitzorah, uh, and then completing here with the uh, issues of Tarat HaMikdash, which comprise Perak Tetzayin. Afterwards, we move out of the Mikdash, Yud Zayin is sort of a bridge, and Yud Chet begins the, the section that you'd properly refer to as Kedushat HaMachaneh, the sanctity of the camp, the sanctity of the people outside of the precincts of the Mikdash, but it has direct impact on Kedushat HaMikdash, as we will see in the Parsha. Uh, because Parsha Acharimot is a relatively short Parsha, and the Eliot is short, the podcast will be short in kind. Um, however, the first one, there is quite a bit to speak about. So this has an unusual beginning. Instead of the typical the interjection of is added in. And it's either added in to tell us that this Dibur happened immediately after the death of Nadav and Avihu, in which case it's out of order, or it's to tell us that it happened afterwards, certainly it's afterwards, even today we are after the death of Nadav and Avihu by several thousand years, but it is linking it with the, uh, with the, with the passage, meaning that the mitzvot we're about to read about are somehow linked thematically and perhaps schematically with the death of Nadav and Avihu, and we'll see more about that a little bit later. So the opening line almost gets repeated here. So it sounds as if the first pasuk is really there just for the purpose of setting up an association with the death of Nadav and Avihu in advance of this parsha. He cannot come into the Kodesh uh, at any point, just at any point, meaning at any time. Now, what does Kodesh mean? Normally, Makodesh would mean into the Mikdash, but Mibait la Parochet, meaning beyond the Parochet. El Pneha Kaporet, the face of the, to, to face the Kaporet, which is the cover over the Aron, Hashar al Aron, Veloyamut, meaning that if he does go in at any time without this preparation, he will die. The only way that I can be seen over the kaporet is with an anan, is with a cloud. What cloud are we talking about? So there's two ways to read this. Either one way is, 
Aaron has to wait until there's a cloud there or do something to create a cloud, or else there's a particular man-made cloud that has to be there before he comes in. Let's see. Bezotia vo Aaron alakodesh. So here it's uh, it's uh, pull and push. In other words, push and pull, really. He can't come in at any time. This is how he comes in. Befar ben bakar lechatat leolab. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to bring these in. No animal ever goes into the Beit HaMikdash. But it, the only way he can come in is if he has a par, meaning a, a, an, an ox, a for a chatat, and a ram for an olah. Ketonet pad kodesh yobash. He has to wear a ketonet, which is made of flax. Mechasevad yobasaro. And uh, the uh, flax or linen pants on his skin. And he has to take a linen belt and a linen turban. Now, that's the same four garments that a regular Kohen wears, but they're not they're not linen. He has to wash and then put them on. Now, interesting thing is, what we're about to hear is a description of what we ultimately find out is Avodat Yom HaKippurim. And, unlike many, many mitzvot, we're given a nearly blow-by-blow, in proper sequence, description in the Torah Shavichtav of what he's to do. So he has to bring his own paranayal. He also has to get from Bnei Yisrael two goats as a chatat, So now we have a total of five animals. Two rams, two goats, and an ox. Now here, V'hikriv doesn't mean to offer up in the sense of slaughtering, but he brings the parachatat that belongs to him close. And he achieves atonement for himself and for his household. Here's how we know that a Kohen Gadol has to be married to do this avodah. So what does he do? He brings them and he achieves atonement. doesn't say anything about slaughtering the animal. How does he achieve atonement? So they have to assume that it's done with Smicha, putting his hands on the animal and saying a vidui. Then what does he do? He takes the two goats. He stands in front of Hashem in the doorway of the Mishkan or of the Mikdash. Now, to put a lottery on each one of them. One of them goes says Hashem. One of them says Lazazel, which is a area near the Dead Sea. So he's going to make a lottery, and whichever animal comes out to be the one that says Lashem, he'll declare this is a chatat. The other one shall stand there alive. And it's going to later get sent out to the desert. Now there's much, much to talk about here from Masachet Yoma. The Mishnayot and Masachet Yomar are a very good companion read for Parshat Achrimot, at least for this parak. But that's beyond the the, uh, for, the this form. So now, so far, what's happened is he brought the par close. He did the and 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 achieved atonement for his family. Brought the sirim and did the lottery, and declared one a chatat and the other one's going to stand there alive. Nothing's been killed yet. And then he goes back to his par and achieves atonement for himself uh, and for his family. 
But the way we understand that is that means for the rest of the Kohanim. And then he shochet that part. Now what does he do? He then has to take coals from the Mizbeach and has to fill his hands with finely ground incense. And he's going to bring it in. Now in the meantime, what happened? He shechted a par. What happened to the par? Well, what we find out in the Mishnah is that a, he does the Kabbalat Adam, immediately gives it to another coin, who stirs it so it doesn't coagulate while he does the Ktoret. What happens? He goes in with the Ktoret into the he should put it on the fire in front of Hashem, meaning he's carrying the fire pan and the Torah, and flips the Torah into the fire pan, and then the cloud of the Torah will cover the Kaporet to fulfill what Hashem said earlier. The only way it can be seen is an Anan al Kaporet, and now we find out it's an Anan that's going to be made by Aharon. And that way he won't die. So that's the only way he can come in. Now, at this point in the text, this is whenever Aaron wants to come in. This is what he has to do. These animals, this procedure, come in. <clears throat> and now he's going to take Midamapar, which, of course, was in the meantime on the outside. And he's going to flick with it, um, facing the Kaporet, which means somehow he has to get it from the outside through the Kodesh into the Kodesh Kodoshim. Kedma, it's going to face in front of him. And then seven times in in front of the kaporet, so it's one up and seven down. Right now, and now suddenly he's outside again because he's going to the sirachatat that belongs to the people. Uh, he'll bring that dam in and he'll do the same thing with that dam which is seven times and again spill it or fling it in front of the kaport and on the kaport and in front of the kaport one and seven and then what happens this will atone for the kodesh from all the tumult of B'nai Yisrael and all of their sins but the main thing that we're talking about here is the sin of being matam in the Mikdash. And the same thing will then happen to the entire Ohmoid. Nobody may be in the Mikdash at all while the Kohen Gadol goes in to do this. So the Kohen will have to be outside of the Mikdash while he goes into the Kodesh Kodoshim. And what's, when does this happen? This happens when he does the Dam HaSair. Because remember, the Sair, HaChatat, goes inside, is Mechaper for all of Am Yisrael. For what? For Tumat HaMikdash. However, for all of the other sins, now we got the Sair Lazazel that we'll deal with in the next Aliyah. But in the meantime, we've completed the first Aliyah, and we'll pick it up in the next podcast with Shini. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.